Does RGB make the convergence go faster? Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. Yeah, I'm actually surprisingly calm standing next to you for some reason. Yes, I know. It feels great, doesn't it? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we reach potentially the climax of this particular adventure in time, or at least the climax of this attempt at this adventure in time. So I'm going to introduce my cast before we get into anything too crazy. Starting on my virtual left, we have Dave as Zero, Valence Avatar of War. Good evening. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Everything's so shiny. Zach as Pregnart. This card is all that. <laughs> Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. All right, here we go. And John as Lord Gerard the Light. How much damage could one Modron do? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Uh, last time, um, there we y- y'all had finished the hamstercism. Boris had disguised herself and Filbert as different ladies and uh, worried a poor college student who was supposed to be their chaperone and lost them. Um, and uh, we inexplicably had Hedrick return to the group without ever actually talking about how Hedrick got back to the group. He's just here. And just deal with it. He's a grown-ass man who knows how to get around and had a good idea of where the fuck his friends were. So, moving on. Not that anyone... I'm saying this as if someone's already complained to me about this and no one's complained to me about this, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyhow, we're reaching peak convergence. Uh, There was a bit of a change. Uh, Philper was talking to you a little bit about what was supposed to happen with this Modron and this whole plan that was supposed to happen before you all intervened, kind of kidnapped him, but told him about what was going on and just spilled the whole beans about the fact that you're from the future and all this stuff. And so, oh, excuse me. And so he chose not to go along with this plan he was going to previously have regarding his convergence. And now something is happening that no one is expecting. Where there's supposed there is like some sort of helix style light moving up this pillar of like magic uh that's just firing up into the night sky as far as the eye can see and now intersecting with the moon. Um and uh Philbert seems to be the first one that actually looks concerned. Um, there's a lot of still oohs and ahs from the people. Um, but if you were to look in the direction of, I had mentioned like Ebenezer, uh, and a whole bunch of the other, like, you know, like the higher ups in the school are gathered by the steps, they were going to probably say some things and now also looking up at it in sort of like a wonder, um, no one seems to be panicking, which is a good sign question mark. 
Philbert, do you know what is exactly supposed to happen through this? Um, I mean, all I know, or at least what I was told, was that, you know, during this convergence, the lines between certain planes and worlds and whatnot are a little bit thinner. So we can, like, you know, things are just, you know, there's there's a bit more of magic flowing, I guess, between and from and to all of those places. I, I, I don't know. A lot of this stuff was over my head, man. I, I just I just knew what my my role was in it, and I and I and I and I thought I could do something good with it. Was it going to be a whole ritual? Like it was going to be a whole thing? Well, I can tell you rather assuredly that you're doing something good about it right now, helping us. I, I hope so, but this this seems kind of weird, right? If we need to go. We have a plan. You do? What's the plan? And uh, zero points at um, Philbert first. You go. Points at Hedrick. You scry. The rest of us get in her pockets. And if we need to go, Hedrick dimension doors himself and Boris... The rest of us go along for the ride. Oh, now that's an interesting concept. That's, uh... I don't know if that's, like... I, I, I don't even care if it breaks the rules of the spells. Like, that's just <laughs> such a creative... That's such a creative combination of, like, all of those abilities that I can't help but say that that's... Not to mention, cool. we have precedent for people going in the pockets for up to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You can The count of pockets that. is more than the number of people getting in. However, is there what? a weight limit? Is there a weight limit to what? How much can be carried in all of your pockets of holding? Uh, a total of five hundred pounds and a total of sixty-four cubic feet. I will note there is a lot of shit already in these pockets. Oh, is yeah. that per like, pocket? No, that's the total. Oh, okay. Uh, there are potential complications item there. Can be up to five a five-foot cube but it can't be a total of 64 yeah the 500 pounds we thing poses we a problem with my bulky yeah. ass and we stretched the whole five foot cube thing a little bit because obviously <laughs> like some people are taller than six feet right but like that's still like you can you can like well it could fit in a five know. foot cube by like you know hunching yeah but just but the, so like it's not like you know it's super comfortable like we had the little flavor for felix's bag of holding but really you know, that could be different, too. Like, who knows? He's got a whole fucking undead butler in there. It would be pretty so, in my armor pockets, is all we're saying, for sure. Like, Yeah, you might be able to carry... I mean, listen, you were able to carry Filbert. Yeah, but with this many people, like, just somebody's going to be squished next to, like, a hellhound skull. Somebody else is going to be, like, hanging out with... Or, like, sticking out of the pockets, face. like, halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since... I think... Zero saying he weighs 450 might be generously low. Yeah. I, I don't think Jarrell like would be C's. able. I think Jarrell would be would not be able to fit in there with anybody else either. Love the plan, but we do have limitations. I don't want to be the spoiler of fun, because again, I love this idea. But unfortunately, no, it, does, it, does not, 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like Boris can be interdimensional uh, taxi cab. Damn it. Yeah. Well, well, for Quinn and um, Pregnart... I guess it'd be more like a clown car than a taxi cab. They could probably both fit, but there's no way Jarl or Zero would be able to also. I don't think Jarl or Zero go by themselves with Boris. Well, I can dimension Thor three times. So once there, once back, and once there again. And then I will not be able to dimension door at all. Scrying only lasts for 10 minutes. So I then should I'm gonna mention. I'm going to have to play longer and harder if I want to keep scrying. Disembodied voice of the ether will remind you that Filbert did say the only way in and out of this place is, vi- is via teleportation because any of the physical access tunnels that were used yeah. to build this place to begin with have been sealed off. Teleportation is the only way to access these secure locations. So, for the record, at least steps one and two still work, as we can still send him, since he can teleport directly there, and we can scry on him because he would be a willing creature. So we would be able to know what's going on. It's the affecting what's going on that uh, things get a little sticky. And Filbert says, yeah, and, you know, obviously, like, I'm using my dad's wand, so, like, I would be able to probably be able to cast some of these spells without any suspicion because he's got certain enchantments and certain things on here that allow him to do, well, pretty much whatever he wants. Um, you guys might have a bit of a harder time doing that right here in the middle of everything. We would certainly have to go somewhere else before we tried it. Filbert, like, keeps, like, as he's, like, as he's, like, talking with you guys, he's, like, he's, like, constantly, like, looking up into the sky. Like, he's, like, you know, I mean, like, his attention is going back and forth between the conversation and, like, looking at what's, like, what's happening. He's, like, something just doesn't feel right still. Um, a couple things Jarrell would be able to do. Oris is going to grab Filbert while Jarrell is deciding there um not you know like like grab him by the hand and just pull him slightly aside not far from everybody just just you know a couple of feet away with you know whisper distance um and and say hey just in case this thing goes sideways and we need to do this again i want you to tell me something that you would never tell anybody else so that I can get you to trust me faster and we don't have to go through all this shit again. Okay. Um, when I was 12, I accidentally turned my pet cat into a bat and it never, it flew away and never came back. I just told my parents it ran away. It was, that thing, that polymorph spell only lasts for like an hour. So like my cat is some, just was probably somewhere out there in the woods. And I just, very shameful moment in my history as a spellcaster. Can you describe the cat to me? Maybe I could scry on it. (laughs) <laughs> you really want to like over to our side conversation like <laughs> hearing over Gilbert's shoulder. Listen, listen, no, 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 no. This is issue. perfect because 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 last because last time, right, like Hedrick just kind of showed up and like no one even realized that he like he just he just he was here. Right? He's learning, so like it would it, yeah. He's learning from Boris. 
<laughs> I mean, Hedrick really is a sponge. You know, he just, he uses the people around him to kind of just lift himself up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know. I love that. Uh, Philbert just says, you know, it's, it's no, it's, it's been, it's been years and that cat is probably dead. Um, <laughs> which really sucks. But that's, I never told anyone else that. Okay. So like, that's, that's it. Like you just like his name, his name was Jinx. And he was, he was, a uh, he was a, a, a gray and, and, and black, like striped tabby. All right. That'll work. He sounds I, real nice, Philbert. Sorry, sorry about your cat, Matt. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Jarrell, just another, another another mistake in the long line of Filbert fuck ups. Do you see him like get a little like upset with himself again? Hey, hey, um, hey! There's no need for that. Don't worry. You're here with us. We're gonna do everything we can. Yeah, we're really good at failing up. Uh, you see Jarrell walking closer to um, the um, what's the convergence point? Um, the main the beam. ley line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and he, a lot of that area is like like sectioned or like roped off, so you can't get like too close. Sure. How close can I get? I mean, you can. You can. You're probably about fifty feet from like the actual base of the structure. Okay. Um. It's still worth a shot. Jarrell will use his divine sense mm-hmm. at least to check to see if there's anything within that 60 feet. So something weird happens when you do that, Jarrell. Your divine sense is pointing you towards the direction of like where the ley line is, but it's not it's you're not getting a sense of like a type of something it's almost it's like everything all at once okay so like all the different kinds of things are in there somehow. kind yeah but ki- kind of it's 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 hard to it's hard to say right because it's not it's like it's almost like you know if, if you were to think of your divine senses as, as a compass it's like spinning in fucking circles right Doesn't make me feel any better or worse, really. I wasn't sure what to expect from that. I can't reach it with my other detect stuff. Because those are 30 feet max. Also spells. We have to be very cognizant about the fact that casting spells here. We've, 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 we've been here before. Yeah, we know but what this- happens. At this point, it seems like the divine might... sense is not necessarily like a spell, right? It's an yeah, ability. that's just an ability. That's so different, right? But but even the spells, like, I think that after the exorcism I just performed, <laughs> um, they might be okay with me double checking <laughs> that nothing else is in the area, trying to fuck. That's with fair. You. That's fair. I, I mean, I can't. But I, you for I that. can't. I can't reach it anyway. So it, okay. I can't. But that's I'm fair. Not able to I, that's that, that, that. I'm sure that argument would hold up in court for sure. <laughs> um, 
you know, I mean, we've been having this conversation, right? Some time has passed. Um, this helix is still sort of like, again, this like almost like rainbow helix is sort of just still swirling up towards the moon. The moon has it's like this almost like shimmering aura around it now. And you can actually hear at this point now the some of the professors from the school have started to speak to the crowd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for gathering here and, 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 and being and bearing witness to one of the most historic celestial events we've ever seen in our history. We don't quite know what to expect as something like this has not happened in, well, all of our lifetimes, even, yes, actually all of our lifetimes, even the elves among us, and you hear some chuckling, you know, um, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we hope that, you know, if, 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 if there's any, if, you know, if, if anything were to happen or if there's something unexpected were to happen, please just listen to the instructions of the fellows here at the, uh, at the tower. You know, we will provide whatever instructions if we need to, you know, maybe adjust our seating. You know, we, we don't, we don't know quite what to expect, but for now, enjoy the show. And, um, yeah, it's, it's history. is the best commencement speech I can come up with on the fly. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, Look guys, gravitas costs extra. Great. Listen, okay. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's an event of such scale that it's, it's hard to quantify. Cause it's like, you know, for some, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's awe inspiring. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of the folks, there's like conversations happening now and again, some more oohs and ahs and just people like, you know, like wondering, I guess, like, you know, what what to expect here. Um, you can see some looks of concern a little bit on some of the, you know, powdered wig folk um, as they're looking up into the sky. Uh, would everyone, would anyone else looking up, taking a look at the, the sky? Anyone else looking at some things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaroff trying to pay attention at this point. Yeah, Hendrix is definitely, oh, yeah. I mean, he'll be aware of what's going on in the sky, but he's also looking at the reactions of the crowd. Um, anyone he feels like would be of a real significance, he would like to cast, like, uh, Detect Thoughts. Okay, so surf, you would get surface-level thoughts without anybody knowing. Yeah, that's all he wants right now. Who, who are you targeting with that? Ebenezer. I would want to say Ebenezer. <laughs> they don't. They don't have to make a save. Not unless you try to probe deeper. Yeah, but then they know as soon as the spell's over, they know somebody's like wondering what they're thinking. Uh, only if you probe deeper, correct? Y- yeah. Okay. Um, in the mean, okay. So everyone, uh, so Hedrick's going to focus on that. I want perception checks from anybody looking into the sky. I think it's Nat impossible 20. not to at this point. Ooh. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Pregnart. Oh God! It's Pregnart who knows it though. God damn it! <laughs> well, let's, yeah, well, let's let's hear the rest of the numbers just to make sure that you know we're also parsing information through other people potentially. Right. So uh, Quinn, uh, I got twenty-one. Boris, were you looking into the sky? Um, I mean, I would have looked at the sky and then also been keeping my eye on Ebenezer, but like. I feel like Boris has a good enough perception to be able to at I mean, least. You literally like, took the feat of like being yeah. aware of shit all the time. So, yes, yes, I have definitely been looking into the sky as one of my main focus points. And twenty-three, okay. I did not okay. get fancy there. Jarrell, uh, nope. Just okay, go with uh, nope. just just a nope, and uh, then zero. 
It's impossible not to, but I mean, there's a lot going on. So 13. Okay. Pregnart. Oh yeah, lay on me. I'm I'm watching. We'll I'm get listening. It. So what I will say that everybody who did get above a twenty, you will notice um, and recall that. So last reset, when the convergence was happening, when you looked at the sky, you almost saw as if like the axis of rotation of like your planet had changed. Right, things were almost spinning around this like whereas at the ley line was sort of the anchoring point and like things were rotating around it um that's not happening this time however you do see the backdrop behind the uh you would expect you know to see some movement right like you know the moon should be moving right continuing to move beyond this apex point and and, and moving further it is still firmly in its place. Okay. And same with the backdrop of the sky. Like nothing is moving except for this rotation of light going up this like beam of magic. And there appear to be some looks of concern. So uh, I guess, Hedrick, you are detecting, doing surface level detect thoughts on Ebenezer. Let me clarify. It is concentration up to one minute. They have uh-huh. to be within 30 feet of me. They are and not currently. Regardless of whether I probe deeper, they will know I am probing into their mind unless I transfer to another being. And then that being would have to make an intelligence saving throw to know hmm. whether or not, when the spell ends as to whether or not I was probing into their mind. Interesting. Yeah, because it says um, they can make an intelligence check contested by mine. If it succeeds, the spell ends. So, I mean, you know, I I do want to make sure that you understand who your targets are, though. Your initial targets. Um, I'm I'm looking at the most important people. Yeah, and also some of the most and some of the most powerful wizards. You could pick a safe second target. And they're that's, more than 30 feet away, so it really doesn't matter. Hedrick's, Hedrick's hope, you know, like this is this is a momentous occasion. He's hoping that may factor in, you know, would it be that distracting? Would he really cause for concern? Would he know that I did it? Would he know where my location was? You know, even if he did, I was just curious what he was thinking. I got caught up in the moment. So I'm okay. an old man, me, I'm confused. Okay, yeah, let me pose it to you a different way, just to make sure that you know you understand that there are other angles to look at this from. Um, it's an f- incredible violation of someone's privacy. Mm. And illegal. As Pregnart was scolded for detecting thoughts on Mildred Skutelboot, oh, even though they are super tight, she was yeah. like, I would refrain from using any further mental manipulation magic at all, period. And also, even though her nameplate was on her desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. So I Bear, just... Bearing as much, I mean, Hedrick's not even 30 feet away from them. He would have to get way closer than I'm sure he mm-hmm. would want to. But I like the idea. I mean, you can still try that if you want to. You could You're pick a safe to... second target like one of us. 
Yeah, but I think the point Fran's trying to make is regardless of whether I they might they it, they might know they might know. And uh, yeah, I don't want to push a button and all of a sudden it's it's swallow the fish situation. It's so like, it's so hard for you guys just to yeah. follow the rules, isn't it? It's so hard for you to not just break laws all the time. It's just that I forget. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of my abilities. The only thing I can do is naturally make a distraction. <laughs> like I'm good at drawing attention when you need a diversion. That's, that's on the table. Then I guess is. you know we still have the sending stones, so we can still talk to each other. I don't know. I feel like you can probably figure out, you know, 90% of what someone's feeling just by, you know, looking at them. Not everyone is blessed with the poker face that I have. You're like the constant observer. Soaking it all in. All right. After a few more moments, um, similar to the last reset, there is a brief pulse barely audible but you just feel almost just like this little you know and you see like this almost like little extra like burst of energy travel up the ley line up into space and you can know you hear some like gasps right from the crowd some people take their seats and move them further back as you know, they were just a little surprised by this. It didn't actually like it wasn't like any, like any sort of concussive, like there wasn't like a shockwave or anything like that that would have like pushed you back. But you you you, you felt that like the almost that low resonance of it as it happened. Um, and Philbert's like, yeah, that's new too. That's never happened before. Never happened before. Is how this- are you so sure? I mean, okay, as long as I've been alive, I've never seen anything besides just a straight-up beam of light from this. But you're not sure it's abnormal to what should actually be happening, because nobody here has ever seen this before. Yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just a kid, all right? Like... Uh, I've read a bunch of books. My dad's told me a lot of stuff. I've never heard of the ley line doing this before. What what do you want me to tell you? All right. I'm not as smart as my dad. Is that what you wanted me to hear? What what, what, did you hear me say, Hedrick? A good scientist keeps his mind open to all possibilities. I'm not judging you, son. Okay. Well, I'm saying that there's a possibility here that something is still wrong. This feels wrong. Good. Go with, let's go with the gut. I don't think we're out of the woods yet here. Should we check on the Modron? Yeah, Hedrick's curious. You guys have talked a lot about them before, and he's never met one. Well, we'd at least so, be able to get eyes on. We still haven't figured out how we're going to interact with it. So wait, but, you want me to go in there then? You wouldn't be going alone. Would you be able to send one of us in there? Um, I don't know how long we have 
Uh, it's going to probably take some time for you to attune to my dad's one. Also, I don't do any of you know the spell teleportation. I think no, our idea a, will work uh, fine. If, if, so if, that's a no. If Hedrick brings me first with you, I think you'll be the safest. Yeah, I'm actually surprisingly calm standing next to you for some reason. Yes, I know. It feels great, doesn't it? Ask in my glory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Like, what do we like? Do we do do we try to help him? Like, what what should we do when we like see him? Like, I I I I mean, I I don't know what I don't know what how it's going to react. Like, if it's it's hard to tell with Modrons exactly what to expect, but. First and foremost, we need to get somewhere safe to perform the spells without anyone noticing. Yeah. Uh, we want to take this off of tower grounds. Yeah, one way or the other, you're going to have to communicate to the Modron that we are allies and we are going to help you. Because that, that, I don't see him wanting to get involved with anything else other than his plans so if we can convince him we're going to try to help him with his plans then you might be able to pull him out okay well i guess let's 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 try let's try to get in there uh let's let's we have to let's make our way out of the tower plaza here let's go find somewhere quiet that we can try to cast a spell. They have sensors all over the place here. And yeah. isn't he? He's dressed like a. Uh, would you say a dwarven lady? No, or? Just, a, just no, just a lady, just like a, like okay. a human, human lady, a human, okay. like young lady. Okay. But like with a hood. All right. And like how Boris made her up. Is there a way to it's, go it's, out? It's filbert in full drag, essentially. <laughs> Is there a way to go out without walking past? Um, all the people. Like, is there a back exit or another no, part of the courtyard that we can go out from? You can exit from each of the cardinal directions, as this okay. is the center of this circular city, and there are we just, paths that lead out. In, it would just be good direction. not to walk past his dad. Yeah, well, he's still in sort of like the that central area, right? They're like standing kind of near the steps and just like marveling at it all and talking amongst themselves. Now, where do you think he would be right now? I don't know. I, I guess he said he was gonna meet me in my window. I don't know how else he was gonna try to get in there. Maybe he's still at my house. Oh my Indeed. god! I'm like singing this song again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be home. I'll be home. I'm coming home. <laughs> Does he have the ability to teleport? It. I actually don't know. That's what it seemed to need that's, me for. That's a different situation. That's what it seemed to need me for. Um, hold on. I can, I can try to scry on it. Should we wait until we're safe out of the way first? Oh yeah, not doing it here. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Let's. Um, everyone's looking up. We might as well capitalize on that and get moving. Okay, you guys move out of like 
you know, just like you could just walk out. I mean, which which gate, northeast, southwest? Is there like you guys entered in from the south? Is to, or no, sorry, from the west. Yeah, from the west, because the ninth, you know, ninth and tenth ward are in that direction. Uh, the right? east. The west. I mean, I guess whichever one is in the opposite direction of Ebenezer, right? Because Filbert's using his wand, so like being as far away from him as possible. Yeah, I mean, you can go plan. south or south or west. It doesn't matter. Either no. one is fine. X3. Okay. No, shut the... F- no, <laughs> no, Dave. No. Um, We'll say y'all exit south. Yeah, so that'll take you uh, between the... Um, seventh and sixth ward. Um, so like you know, it's like a it's a wide open road, and then on either side there are like you know smaller streets and then avenues that intersect that will take you into the other wards proper. But so right now you're in sort of this connecting, um, like boulevard, it's sort of like this like collector road that like all the other ones are feeding into that you can go north, you know, north or south north into like where like the, like the citadel area right where the tower is and where the the, the ley line is and then I'm out now you're just like kind of in like the you know nicer part of town and in, in the wards uh, plenty of places to like duck into you can like duck into an alley somewhere or, or you could like you know go find some like I mean it's 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 the middle of the fucking night most people, if they're up, they're either like, you know, like on their roofs or like, you know, looking out their windows or they're asleep and just hoping they wake up tomorrow. And, you know, it's a, there's plenty of places you could go do some shady shit over here is what I'm saying. Dave's smiling for some reason, and I'm not sure entirely sure why. I don't know if Dave's entirely sure why. <laughs> Just some proactive counter DMing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. By smile so, first, it means you didn't. My God. So, how are we executing this? How are we getting from here to there and who's going? Well, or, did we, you, or, or, or do we want? Or are you? Are you? Are you going along with Filbert saying he wants? You know, scrying on the the Modron. Is that let the, let Filbert find the Modron first? That doesn't hurt. He's the one who knows what it even looks like. We, we're just guessing Modron in the local area. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Give, let me give this a shot. Um, wait, so searching for sexy Modrons in your local area? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just try to see if I could, you know, find this guy, and then we'll worry about whatever it is that you're trying to find here. Uh, so he like flips through his pages again. Okay, scrying. I, I've practiced this a few times. I should be able to get it done. Um, just bear with me. I'm gonna roll something for Philbert here. Um, he starts casting the spell. Now, Hedrick, you recognize like some of the words. You know, he's doing it in the arcane way. You tend to you play it up. You weave these words into the song, but you know, like he's just doing it the the shortcut way. It's not as you know, not as fun as Hedrick singing a song about scrying. But um, 
you can see that the you know that wand that I described with all like the gold and the like that rectangular type shape to it. It's just like it's it's like it's like glowing with power as he's casting the spell and like reading from his spell book, like reading all the words in order. He's like making sure he doesn't skip anything. Like you just see him like he's like trying to like he doesn't want to trace the words with his wand, right? Because he's got to move it in a certain direction, but he's like trying to figure out, you know, he's going through it slowly and meticulously. Um, but then as like he finishes like the final word of the spell, like there's almost just this big, bright, just, just spark that um, explodes from the tip of the wand, like big flash of light. And then the spell ends and like there's like a little bit of smoke coming from like the tip of the wand. Uh, and he's like, he, you see him like kind of like almost like get like, you know, like he like jumps back. He's like, that's, that's, uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, I, oh, and you see him, he's like holding the temp, like it's like his temples now. So the way the scrying works is the way that Hedrick had described it, right? Like it creates like a magical sensor. It's almost like a little like security camera. It's like, it's a fifth level spell. Right. It's powerful. Um, And he knows immediately that this is not what happens when he casts. He also understands that he's not a wizard. He doesn't use a wand. Okay, he is a wizard. But it's not his wand. No, his wand is missing. But I mean, he managed to use it to get to the teleportation circle to meet you guys here. Um, he says, yeah, that's what, no, because I had just used this. Like, I cast spells with this before. Like, this is not, well, you see him like, you see him holding his temple. He's like, I saw, I saw him, but like, I saw it, like, I saw it, like, I saw a a lot of them. It doesn't make any sense. You saw a lot of what? Modrods? a lot of that, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, like they were just like this little boxy thing, but they were like in different places. One of them was at my window. Was it the same one? I don't know. It all happened so fast. I didn't get a chance to see. Like it, the spell ended so quickly. If I detect thoughts on Philbert, would I have like visions of his thoughts or would I just simply know his words I mean you would you would just more like well again surface level you're going to get like the general feeling and then if you probe deeper you might be able to possibly find that but you know and he, if he's a willing creature he don't has to, he doesn't have to like make a save or anything yeah Hilbert like uh, I'm going to try to mind meld with you just bear with me that sounds kind of weird man oh okay but I trust you I trust you yeah, Hedrick would want to then detect thoughts. I mean, this is fool's insight. He sure he has this ability. He can do it five times a day if he wants to. Perfect. So what you see, Hedrick, um, like as you're probing into his thoughts, it, it, it almost feels fractured. Um, like like his most recent memory here, right? As far as like what he was like thinking about, or like what like what he's trying to focus on, right? Because he's trying really hard to remember, like what it is he just saw. And it almost feels like fractured pieces of something where it's like he saw multiple things at the same time, which is not how the spell's supposed to work. Were they happening simultaneously? 
it was it it happened in such a flash <laughs> that it's hard to tell. But I mean, yeah, it all happened at the same time. Don't worry, don't worry. We're gonna find this guy. I have a feeling he's gonna want to meet us. We're gonna be able to set things right for him, for you, for everything. He kind of he acknowledges that his his head's all messed up at this point. He's he's definitely trying to be a little sympathetic for this guy. Mm-hmm. Just then, there's another one of those pulses from the ley line. You feel you you can you can you you hear this one a little bit more audibly this time. You can you you feel you feel it a little bit more like in your chest, like when it like when it pulses. And again, I'm, it's like a little bulge kind of, of of light, like you know, it just goes up to space. I imagine it's like that uh, sound effect from the seismic charges and Django Fat ship. That's the, the greatest sure. noise in sci-fi. I swear, it's the greatest noise in sci-fi. Anybody who's seen uh, any of the Boba Fett stuff knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you can almost see like this, like aura on the moon now. Like, I mean, it's like shimmering, brighter, right? And it's like it's almost swirling in and of itself, right? This, this is like this, like sparkling, like aura. Um, it's almost like moving in time with that, that like like aurora type of helix that's like spinning around the ley line it's just like sort of this it's everything sort of moving in unison and it's just like getting brighter it just seems to be getting like sl- like it's a little bit more intense i feel like than maybe the last time you looked at it like it definitely looks like it's just it's just brighter somehow like it's illuminating the sky and like everything around it like it's it's the dead of fucking night but it's it's almost as bright as day right now We think an army of Modrons are using this convergence to find their lost member. It seems unlikely, but I don't know Modrons that well. I mean, they could. But if their plan required the assistance of Filbert, then why would their plan still be proceeding? It seemed more like the rogue Modron was trying to have Filbert help him escape further. Not so much that the army or uh, the general Modron home universe is trying to use him. In either case, we should try to find the rogue one here. Any other ideas on how to find it? We can go closer to um, Philbert's house, and I could just try to find the if the Modron is there. I, I can do that. I, we could also go back to the ley line. And I could try to find if the Modron's there. It's up to us, really. Or if they're the same Modron, it's how do we parse what actually happened with that scrying spell? Um, with uh, the supercharged wand, is it possible that uh, searching um, that he that he's unable to distinguish between two different Modrons because all Modrons are literally exactly the same because that's how Modrons are designed. But the supercharged wand is still able to make it so and he was able to temporarily scry 
literally every single Modron in the area, both uh, rogue and non-rogue. Are we a thousand or, feet from the um, ley line still? Uh, you're well over a thousand feet from me okay. at this point, probably. Just, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to quantify like a thousand feet, like in like paces from where you would have walked from to like where you are now. I, I think you probably are more than a thousand feet away. You can still see it. I mean, it's very clear. It's it's a gigantic column of light that's going into the sky, like really yeah. hard to miss. Yeah, but I because you had mentioned earlier that sometimes um, modrons function like objects. And I can locate objects. Right. Yes. But you you have to be familiar with the object. Yeah. I mean, I I would just say Modron. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that. What, I don't care just, which Modron. I, mean? <laughs> I want to know if there's any Modron. <laughs> hmm. I mean, all Modrons would be by definition entirely identical. I mean, not all of them, right? I mean, there's okay. If you're oh, the different clades or whatever. Yeah, but. there's different. Yeah, there's different shapes of them. But I mean, yes, they are like all kind of cut from the same cloth, so to speak. The, the nature of their realm doesn't allow them to be different. Right. They all have. They all have very specific assigned purposes, and they do, they cannot deviate from that. And you know any rogue modrons? I think that thirty-one squared actually had to describe to you are hunted down, and and destroyed. Um, I could check if there are any modrons anywhere near the ley line. At least to start. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to keep. I don't want to withhold information here. So, like, you can try that if you want to. Well, and also. Uh, this kid doesn't necessarily know how to cast these spells. Like, has he tried to cast that before and it failed? Uh, probably, but not with I mean, his dad's wand. I can, and not, he, he's yeah. like, he, he, he says, I could he literally hear you talking about me. Yeah, and I'm trying to do it in the most polite way, my friend. I mean, everybody's got to get somewhere to get what they're going. Yes, yeah, dude, I but, have cast this spell before, okay? I've cast it in class. Like many times, my dad has taught me it to, be, to make sure that I can just, but just like on, the, like on basic stuff, okay? Like I, I, we're talking about a creature that I've, it's probably is from another plane. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Like we're, we're dealing with stuff sure. that's far beyond like what I've ever had to experience well, so far in my life. I'm not even sure it's, it's the person that you're trying to scry on i think it's the timing of this convergence i mean the, where we came from magic was getting fucked up and things were not acting the way they normally would under typical circumstances we've seen this thing before we're just not really sure we're picking all the answers together forgive me for being forward but that's just how our line of process works I'm just confused because you said I'm the one who caused all of this, but yet something is still things are things are still happening. You know what? Fairly certain that having you with us is good. Okay. <laughs> if nothing else, then you know it's not you. We know it's not you. Yeah. We Here's the thing. You're you're feeling confused. You're not really sure what's going on. You feel like you're in uncharted territory. That's good, because that's exactly where we are. We are in uncharted territory. We, I wouldn't say we're any good at it, but I think we found out the secret, which is not not failing, because we literally fail 
constantly. It's just that we look really, really, really good while doing it. But, um, yeah, we're, we're taking stabs in the dark here. <laughs> um, inside, in this shimmering aura now, um, looking at the moon, because Boris, again, you're kind of always looking at stuff. Like, you have this sort of just general, like, spatial uh-huh. sense, like, sense um, to you that high passive perception um it almost appears as though like this like the shit like like this shimmer now is almost like obfuscating the surface of the moon now where the shimmer is now brighter than what is behind it um like the surfaces that are behind it you can almost and like it's it's so many different colors you could it almost seems like they're taking some sort of shapes Right, like it's almost like it's like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a painting almost, right? Like where like it, you can like you can start to see like certain shapes and patterns like forming in this like swirling um, energy. Totally, the Maldron says in that. <laughs> well, um, I yeah, can I cast the again. <laughs> I can cast the spell here, and we can just walk back and see if there's any Maldrons. It, it lasts for a while. <laughs> Unless we wanted to go to Philbert's house and cast it there to see if it's still at his house. I feel like we're going to find out sooner rather than later, no matter what we do. Yeah, probably. Good. Okay. So then, are we agreed that I'm going to cast it and then we're just going to walk back? Because I can cast a spell here without it being detected, hopefully. I think it's the best idea. Okay. Jarrell uh, says the word Modron out loud, <laughs> waves his hand, and. And your Modron radar is activated. For the next 10 minutes, uh, within a uh, thousand feet of me. Okay. Um, you And you start walking towards, like, back towards the, the, the tower. Yep. You're not getting the sense that there is any Modrons, at least on the surface here, a thousand feet above you, a thousand feet below you, like in any direction, like no Modron. I communicate to the group. It's a good sign, at least. Start. Um, as you as you guys are getting back into this plaza now, right? Um. People are starting to feel a little bit like there's, there's, there seems to be a little bit more ch- like there's a, there's a lot of chatter happening now, right? The people who were just sort of like ooing and eyeing at this now are being like, you know, is it like when is this supposed to end? Like I thought, like shouldn't this like okay, it happened, like it's supposed to like move on, like what's going on? Uh, and like you know, some people are being like, you know, what's happening? Like what is going on? Like such, they're like they're like yelling now at like the at the people who you know at the people from the tower and whatnot, and you could hear Ebenezer just pipe up like everyone remain calm. There's nothing to be concerned about yet at this stage. You know, if anything, if you if you if you feel unsafe, just please return to your homes. Like trust that those of us here at the tower will do everything in our power to protect you. But there is no cause to be alarmed. Please, we just ask everybody settle down. Again, we are just we are dealing with a historical celestial event and it will pass like any other. 
but then you see, and as he finishes that speech, he does kind of like you see him like lean into like where like Mildred is and some of the other professors and whatnot. And these they, they start like talking amongst themselves a little bit, and they're like looking up and then like kind of like like you know you see like one of them kind of like point and like shrug. Uh. What about sending uh, Philbert back to his home to check for the Modron? Yeah, Philbert, I can, if you were I to go, go home the, and he were uh-huh. there, would you immediately go to where you were supposed to be? I would just, I would just, I, 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 I'll, I'll message Boris and, and, and let you guys know. I could do that. Do that we agree be- that maybe the Modron shouldn't be next to the ley line underground until we talk with we, it at least well we i mean yeah not necessarily we're not sure if this modron ha- has capabilities of succeeding i mean the first attempt it was just filbert now he has all of us maybe he's got a better chance now maybe that's what it's going to take to Right, the wrong of the foul upheaval. Is is the Modron succeeding what we want? We can't know that. Right. Yeah, not, not enough. Not enough data. <laughs> Maybe you could read the Modron's thoughts, Phil uh, Hedrick. If it has typical <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> the shimmer on the moon just like you know aura and everything like that you're seeing now um again that energy is 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 continuing to look more and more like an image now um it almost looks like geological formations sitting atop massive gears like mountains and like sand dunes and all these things like sitting on top of these almost floating surfaces of these just gigantic gears. That's almost the image you're starting to see like displayed on this like swirling energy that's now covering the moon. It almost like it almost starting to look like a portal. I fucking knew it. And out from this portal now, start swarming thousands upon thousands of different geometric metallic shapes with like these tiny little wings wielding all these different spears and like glowing things. And they just start pouring out and you hear this booming voice. Citizens of Timeline ZX1249. You have been found in breach of temporal protocols. Fear not. On this glorious day, all will be returned to order. And now people are like, 
screaming and like like oh my like this is huge this whole fucking thing is like, like, like all these different like modrons are like pouring out of this portal you see Ebenezer and some of the other professors now start to begin to form like a protective like magical like sphere like a, 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 a around like this whole plaza square to help protect you know the people and like it's now suddenly what was what was like a a, a peaceful observation of a geological event is now complete and total panic this voice that was booming out from the heavens has like rattled i mean like you can see like all the lights in the city like any any citizen who was sleeping or who was trying to you know just like ride this out until the morning is now wide awake all the lights are on everyone is on high alert and that's what we're going to call this episode of the hapless heroes podcast (laughs) yay that's fucked up ZX1249, you done fucked up. <laughs> I wrote it down too. <laughs> it either um, means something or it means nothing. <laughs> you never know. ZX1249, you done breached them temporal protocols. So, dear audience, hello. I know, you know, you you love these cliffhangers. You love it when we, we suddenly build up to this really cool thing and then we just make you wait a week for something else to happen. But uh, Pretty sure that's how uh, uh, shows work. That's how, yeah, that's <laughs> literally how they, how they do, huh? Uh, but if you like us, uh, you could find us on the internet. Just search your social medias for Hapless Heroes Podcast. We're all over the freaking place. But those places will have sticky posts that really will point you to crown jewel of our discord presence the crown jewel of our discord presence our online server god damn it i'm gonna go back (laughs) a little bit uh now we can't edit it out no we can you can find us on (laughs) stop it you can find us on all the different social medias we're on twitter we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on reddit but really you could really find in those places is a link to our discord server which is the crown jewel of our internet presence i our totally discord did not fuck that presence. up this is the first take that i've done of this outro and not any other oh, definitely not we have an awesome discord community of all different kinds of people in our audience we the cast are hanging out in there we're having conversations we're like having we're, t- we're talking about bacon bread we're talking about our animals we're talking about D. we're helping people run their own games for the first time or you know providing you know just different in- it's just it's great there's so, so many conversations happening in there it's like hard to keep up sometimes but that's like it makes me happy to see such a like such an active community right now it come join me, it like it just oh, warms my heart yeah come, come be a part we've of got it. over a hundred Come join it so we can technically say we've got a couple hundred people there. I would like Yeah, that. come on. Do it. I, I want to get I over like 200. That, that would be pretty cool. Come we would need more moderators, it. I think, once we get more people like that. But uh, we could do that. So yeah, come join our Discord. It's great. Uh, but if you really, really like us, we would love it if you left a five-star review or rating on the podcast service of your choice. All of it really helps us. And also, we just love to read all the nice things you say about us. And we're going to, if we see those things that you've said about us, we're going to say nice things back to you on the air right Not now, me. like right here. Yeah, no, me, I will. I, I personally, I don't care what anyone else does, okay? But like, I, I know that you're a five-star human, so like, I'm going to say some nice things back to you. So we encourage you to do that. We also have a channel on our Discord server called Five Stars. If your podcast service doesn't offer you the ability to do that, you can also just email us, heroes at gmail.com. Like, just drop us a line. Say hello. 
tell us how much you love us. Tell us how tell us how much you hate us. I don't care. Just come say hello and leave us a review. It'd be great. But if you really, really, really like us, you could leave, you could donate to our Patreon. It's just Patreon.com/slash/HeplessHeroes. We have a whole bunch of different rewards. I, I, I'm constantly clipping bloopers or like weird conversations we have like before we start recording the show, like whatever I can get to capture on microphone. And if I find it, interesting or funny enough it just gets clipped and thrown on patreon because i just you know i love it it's it's bonus content for all of you who've been supporting our show we have so many other things on there and i i just uh, you know it's 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 one of those things where we're just so grateful for all the support we've received it's really helped us keep the show running helped us replace equipment as things as we've had to you know transition to a remote recording situation like it's just uh, we cannot thank you enough for all of your support it really just it, it just keeps it makes us want to keep doing this forever and if you like us right now you like us sally field and the whole deal uh get a person from georgia either the state or the country to um go into a uh, dramatic valley of some sort and grow some really good looking citrus fruits that's right a georgian gorgeous orange gorge i don't know i was trying to do i was trying for a word out <laughs> but you know just do that and uh goodbye that's it <laughs> i love that it. one seems doable so yeah, so gorgeous Georgian orange gorge. Yeah, yeah, a gorgeous, gorgeous Georgian orange, orange gorge. Yeah, that's easy. That's that's the correct syntax for that word avalanche. Yes, and where we, you can go gorge yeah. on oranges. Yeah, gorge on the Georgian gorgeous oranges in the gorge. Yes. <laughs> Woof. Sorry, Reinhock. He's the he, Reinhock's the one who transcribes all of these into our Discord server to, and, and into and into the freaking fan wiki that we have. And uh, I'm just we're we're sorry. Most of us are sorry. I'm not sorry. In fact, yeah. you're welcome. There you go. You've heard it here for, for first, folks. Uh, speaking of which, there's really nothing else left for me to do besides outro this lovely cast for you. So let's start on my virtual right with Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. Phil, such the entertainer. Uh, I, I feel fine. <laughs> Zach is pregnant. This is a pretty cool show. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Uh, this is new. Uh, Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I've never seen the sky do so many amazing things. Sure. Uh, and... Zero, it was Dave playing Zero, Valence Avatar 4. Good night, everyone. I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Tune in next week where we're probably eating a fish. Bye bye now. Let's eat it. Bye. 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 What, you don't think we're winning?